0: Welcome back to the White Coat Club. My name is Lindsay and I'm one of the counselors at Moon Prep. Today, I have two of my fellow counselors here with me, Kevin and Nicole, and we're gonna be talking about how you're answering the why our school question wrong. Um, before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to get more BSMD and medical school admissions content. Nicole, first tell us, what is the why our school question? So the why the school question
1: is a popular one among a lot of different universities. They're looking to gauge from the student why they're interested in attending their school specifically. Cool. And what's the
0: word count of these essays typically, Kevin?
2: Well, they can range in length. Uh, I've seen uh, anything from a hundred words. I've seen also ones that get up to like unlimited. I think Why Chicago is actually like either unlimited or Why Chicago or a thousand words. But um, so they can vary quite quite widely as far as word count.
0: Perfect. So now we kind of established what the question is and, you know, what you're kind of working with. Let's kind of dive into some of the reasons why and how you're answering the why our school question wrong and maybe how we can fix it too. So Nicole, what's one of the biggest things that you see that our students are doing wrong? I think a lot of students struggle with this one the most. If you're talking about all
1: of the different prompts and supplemental questions that are asked, they struggle with being specific enough about why they align with that school and with that school's mission or their programs or the atmosphere that the school offers. It's really hard to see yourself somewhere. I think if you're just doing the research virtually and you haven't really been on campus. So I think that's probably one of the biggest struggles is just not being
0: specific enough to you and how that school aligns with you. completely agree. And I feel like one thing I've seen too, is like students will say like these blanket statements of like, oh, the unique research opportunities offered at Penn State are like the only thing that's going to like prepare me for a career in medical, like in the medical field. And it's like, well, what makes those so unique compared to like a Harvard or a Johns Hopkins? And like, what makes like, you know, what's so specific about those two that you want to be engaging in? So these like kind of like very lofty statements about how unique a school is whenever they're not necessarily super unique that they're talking about because they're too like blanket of a statement because there definitely is unique offerings offered at each school, but you got to show us how you can interact with them, I think. Exactly. Every time I see a student write all of
1: the unique opportunities or all of the things, I want one or two that are
0: specific instead of just these vague sentences. Yeah. If you can switch out like another school's name for that, for most of the essay, like, of course, there's going to be a few blanket statements um, that you're going to have to kind of have, but then you should be backing up with the specifics. Um, So if I can change out, you know, Harvard for Columbia versus Wisconsin, Madison, it doesn't matter where it reads the same and like what holds true all across the board, then it's not, it's definitely not specific enough. Kevin, how can they combat this?
2: I mean, a few things like first off, you know, regarding uh, folks who maybe do or don't have a baseline <laughs> for this essay, a if you, if you have it, take a look at, at some, some useful samples because you know, some folks don't even get to the level we're talking about, right? Where you know, it's demonstrated that they they've seen specific academic progress in the school, right? It just reads as completely boilerplate, um something that could be written by ChatGBT. But as far as like how you can avoid, there's levels to so this. How you can avoid that first level, right, of appearing like. This is written by ChatGPT. <laughs> this is something that you can input any any university, Harvard, you know, Yale, Columbia reads the same, right? Is first taking the time to go to the school website. Um, the couple of places I usually tell students to start is on whatever like academic programs you're looking at, right? So for example, even if you're a, a basic pre med student, right? Uh and you're gonna major in biology. going to the school's department of biology page you may find some unique research opportunities for undergrads right you may find a unique speaker series right you may find some some interesting components like that uh the second reason i the, the next thing i'd say is the admissions page the reason i point that out is the admissions office at any university is there to sell the university right they're there to recruit students they're there to sell the university so as far as like unique factors, <laughs> you know, what's what's the one department at a university that's likely to just like have it all compiled to to, to be blaring out the sirens for what the unique factors of the university is? It's admissions. Um, so you sometimes you'll find like unique things about the personality of the school or about uh, programs that don't exist elsewhere or about really strong statistics that can give you a hint about a direction. Um, you can find those on an admissions page. As far as going beyond that right because school's website can be good or bad you know it is kind of a mixed bag there uh i would say uh, there are different college guides you can refer to uh that and if you're wondering what i'm talking about college guide um examples would be like Guide, princeton Review. usually if you go to your your public library you know, if, if there'll be like a reference you know, reference area and you may actually be able to find some there and for those you know, they'll at least have a description of different specifics at a university and about the qualitative factors of the university that are reliable, right? If you try to find a qualitative factor by the university, you're just you know, one person on Reddit, that may or may not be accurate. You know, that's how I tell students to go about finding specifics that they can use uh, so that there's at least, it's at least not that plate that um, Lindsay pointed out where <laughs> it reads the same for Harvard and Club.
0: For sure. And if they're like a younger student, because I mean, for our seniors, they're not going to necessarily have time to do in person tours, especially if it's all the way across mm-hmm. the country. And I mean, you definitely don't need to be visiting every single school on your list, but it can be like a nice way to visit, especially like maybe like your early decision school if they have like a YSSA for younger students, maybe taking the time over like spring break, winter break, or summer break to go visit, um, taking notes on what they see, like mm-hmm. the ambiance and like. Which is like what kind of offerings they talk about and like what kind of things are stressing the tour, those types of things, like those little specific details could definitely be used as well. Anything else that you can think of, Nicole? Not specifically on that, no. Actually, one thing I just thought of is I have a lot of kids who are like, oh, I can't wait to go to um, Penn State and take like biology 101. Like, what? Like, why? You can do anywhere. Like, that's such a boring class to take. Well, I mean, it's interesting, but like not that interesting to hear that you want to take biology if you're a pre med student. I would much rather you talk about like kind of like your higher, like, you know, those higher level classes that tend to get a little bit more interesting or like your electives within your major. Um, cause then I, you get a little bit more direction about where you want to take things. So if you're like trying to merge together, like, you know, public health and biology, like that's way more interesting than you just talking about like, like organic chemistry. I've had kids talk about how excited they're taking to take organic chemistry. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's, that's not going to be your favorite class when you're there. So and it's not specific to the school. Cause you'll have to take it Anywhere if you're going
1: to go for that same major. Exactly. It's
0: way too universal.
1: I get a lot of kids too, who want to talk about studying abroad. Almost every single school offers some type of study abroad program. So I think that one is super vague and super overdone. I also think a lot of kids are afraid to talk about their hobbies and how the school has, you know, maybe an intramural, you know, pickleball team or something that's, you know, pretty generic at this point, but, you know, Mm -hmm. something that they, Look forward to joining and like not naming that program or club activity specifically. It's a great point.
2: Yeah. I mean, one, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but one great resource to find those things, whether it's like a specific class or a learning objective or maybe learning approach the department takes or um, even like a hobby, right? Is a schools do frequently uh host like webinars and events and specific programs even at like a department level do. And it's based especially for students who are applying any sort of graduate program med school, uh MPH, you know, Masters Public Health, or even some of the undergrad majors, you know, sometimes departments will have webinars for stuff. So keep an eye on that for schools you're interested in because, you know, A, you'll get more specific information <laughs> than this like bio and stuff. But uh, also too you can even you can ask, throw that question you know, to them, right? And ask them about like what specific cool things, right, are going on. It's
0: a great point. I take notes. You're not going to remember, especially if you went like five, and even the course of like a month, you're not going to remember if it was like Oklahoma who had a really cool program in Arizona. Like it's just hard to remember the difference between schools, especially when you're just like kind of watching them on a screen. So take notes, especially. I mean, even if you're a senior, take notes. But for younger students, especially, because you won't remember those types of things when you write your essays down the road.
2: I don't know if this is the right time, but given you you, you guys mentioned some factors about you know having specific classes or versus like generalized classes or having things that exist in every universities, is this like a good way maybe that um, we should address some like pitfalls, common pitfalls? Because like, you guys have already started mentioning them, and I, I guess like a couple that I wanted to mention because they're related to what you've been talking about. One is the fact that these. The students can sometimes bring unintentional negatives to the table uh, regarding the, their wise schools, and what I mean by that is, you know, things that things obviously, I guess, as it implies that don't put the the university in a light. So, two examples I can think of you use, use a general course like just a bio 101 and that's all you have to say about the university that kind of speaks to like there's not much special going on there right um another example is and this is more common when you talk about the qualitative factors at a university right i've had folks who've gone on like college tours and they they mention maybe the culture at a university but it doesn't come across favorably, right you know i i had one essay for example where a student mentioned, like, okay like you know, they saw like a bunch of like nice cars in the parking lot but there was no like you know, as far as the why that matters or or what positive that says about the university they, they made a really odd connection to that and it, and it sort of put the negative university in a negative light so you know that is just one that i think getting a second pair of eyes on your essay that's the other thing too right is uh as far as whether something appears unique uh whether something can be filled in you know Penn, Harvard, whether something is negative, you need to set a pair of eyes uh, on your Y school essay typically to sort of suss that out because maybe you're not seeing it.
0: A hundred percent, honestly, probably true for all of your college admissions essays yeah. um, because tone, it is so, so, like it's so easy to like kind of fall into like a, a bad tone trap. And so just be careful about like the word in the use. And it could be just like little things. It could be you're being done on yourself even. Um, mm-hmm. So all those little things to be careful of. Now, another kind of thing we see often going wrong with students is using one by us, like essay for every school and reusing it without changing anything. Oh, how do you try and, um, you know, help kids get around that? Yeah. And there may be a phrase
1: or a connection of something that a student wants to reuse and that sometimes can, can often work, but we definitely want to avoid just copying and pasting into every school or just adding, changing little details. It also helps that some of the prompts are different. So being sure to actually address what that prompt is asking. And sometimes they try to squeeze what they've already said into something where it's really asking more specifically about the culture or the community, not just the school itself.
0: They are testing you on like reading comprehension too. Um, And if you can't take the time to like read what they're actually asking for, like why would they think that at school you're going to be any different if you're just kind of going to be taking shortcuts or reusing stuff? Uh, yeah. It was just like an essay a couple of days ago, actually, where it was for, I think TCNJ, but all of like the examples were talking about how excited he is to go to RPI and like, you know, RPI, most of the essay was about TCNJ, but then there was like his, I think his concluding paragraph that was talking about how RPI is just like the absolute best fit for him. And so it was clear he had recycled at least his conclusion and maybe the rest of it too, but at least like had changed the specifics. But that would like scream as a huge red flag to schools that you know you're you're talking about how excited you are about RPI when you're applying to TCNJ. So that's another reason why having another set of eyes on things to fe- to catch these kind of things can help.
2: Just to follow up on that, it's it's not just because that's like an obvious like you know typo. Someone had caught it, right? Just switch our for TCNJ, maybe be better. But um, it goes beyond just a typo. Because, uh, for example, you know, if I was applying to RPI, I might go all in mentioning research factors, right? Because they are such a strong research institution. And perhaps I would talk about a specific research alignment and oncology, right? And maybe they just don't have that specialization. TG, TG. They probably do. right? Not, <laughs> and J is, to be fair, there's a lot of research going on, but they, they may not, right? And so... Uh, even if you don't make s- such an obvious mistake, it can still shine through because you're highlighting a strength or a specialized program that just isn't isn't at that other university.
0: And you could be finding, I mean, you definitely could be finding similar things. Like maybe they do have like a similar specialization. So like if you were trying to find like a, a particular like program that does fit your needs, of course, multiple schools will have them. But do your research first to make sure that everything does align with what you're looking for. Nicole, I know you touched on this a little bit um, about like not addressing the specifics of the prompt, um, but Kevin, how do you recommend students fix that mistake?
2: Yeah. um, You know, I think Nicole covered it in the context of different schools, for example, having different prompts. So when you recycle, it becomes obvious that, you know, you you don't make enough changes, right? It's obvious that you're missing something here. Yeah. So as far as how to address uh, prompts in a specific manner. Um, there's a couple, couple things that I, I do with students. One is sort of a best practice with any sort of prompt is doing a prompt analysis, uh, highlighting key phrases or keywords in the prompt, making sure you thoroughly understand what the prompt is asking for. Because yes, uh, a why our school essay type is common. Yes, you see them everywhere. But some prompts do ask for different things. Some prompts phrase it more around an academic program. Some prompts phrase it around uh, maybe a BSMD program. Some prompts phrase it around a whole university or a specialized track within a program, right? So there is slight differences about what they ask about and also what they ask for. Uh, Maybe they ask about why school's overall best fit. Uh, Maybe they ask about why it'll help you get to your goals. First, do your prompt analysis. Make sure you understand what is being asked for, because you know when it, when you recycle. I think Cole covered this. There is a bit of a danger that um, what what answers one prompt doesn't answer the other. Beyond that prompt analysis, oh, something I like to do as another best practice to students is, okay, you know, beyond the, the research you talked about, right? All those specific factors, taking notes like Lindsay said. Um, I like telling my students to have like a thesis statement. Right. You know, if you were going to answer this prompt, right, what's what's your thesis statement here? Right. Um, Just so you can get to the heart uh, of what what the response is to, to the overall essay. Right. Because if you have that thesis statement, right, I think you know, that you can make the de- details fill in themselves. Right. Because you can, you know, if you if you think what's best here, when we talk about RPI is highly specialized research opportunities. Well, it's very clear where your essay goes from. Right. Or if the thesis statement is about like who you want to be in the future, right? You know, then you know, once you've identified that, you can identify specific opportunities that connect to that.
0: Having that thesis, I think just helps like as like the backbone of the SE too and helps the colleges quickly understand what you're looking for, which is key. Because if you think about how many applicants they're getting per school, they're probably reading a lot of like similar things, but it just I think helps them understand your values a little bit quicker and how it's going to align to whatever school it is. Now, Nicole, we do work a ton with BSMD specific students or BSDO students, and so a lot of the times they are applying to schools like, you know, TCNJ or Hofstra, or RPI, who do have like a, you know, a YS essay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you recommend that they talk about like those BSMD programs in those essays, um, or honestly, any other kind of like specialized, like very competitive program offered at schools?
1: Yeah, I think it needs to be a little bit of a balance. I think completely leaving it out is maybe a little bit awkward if they then see that you're applying to such a specialized program. Um, but I definitely don't feel like your essay, your why this school essay should be revolved around I'm only applying to this school because of this specific program. It should just be one of the specific features that you mention um, that are of interest to you and then align with your personal goals.
2: There's also the issue of double dipping, right? Because some schools will ask for both. Mm -hmm. So, so it's one of those things that if you know there's a YBSM and a Y school, if you only talk about uh, the BSMD for the Y school, right, your essay's either going to be completely redundant uh, for your YBSM or it's just going to double dip on material.
1: Exactly, and I think a lot of kids are worried about double dipping, and I'm going to be mentioning it later on. So, should I just leave it out completely? I mean. For schools that are asking you four, five, you know, six essays, there's going to be a tad bit of overlap somewhere. I think they're looking at your full profile and your full application. If you're writing five essays that are just like completely nothing has any relation to the next one, it might be a bit random. And I think it's okay if you spend a line or two mentioning a BSMD program and then having another whole essay dedicated to the specifics of why that
0: program. I think that that's okay. Especially cuz like when you're talking about why you're interested in the school, a lot of it's especially if you're going for like a BSMD program, a lot of it's going to be pre-med oriented anyway. Mm-hmm. So it is the national nat- natural progression of, you know, what your goals are at that school. Like, you know, hopefully you are able to join um I wouldn't have it be like a blanket statement and I don't think kids would ever be this Like this, but just in case, I would never say like you know this is the only reason why I'm applying to this school or like you know I'm only getting going to go if I get into this program because you don't want schools to like think that's the only reason why, regardless of whether or not that's true, it doesn't really matter. Um, the schools still want kids that are going to ultimately want to go to their school, so you know that's another reason why like Kevin's advice of having someone else read for tone, that could be an area where you're slipping too far into one way that you shouldn't go. Agreed. And a little bit down that path
1: of maybe like why BSMD, why school, why program? I know we work with a lot of BSMD students who could be listening. Um, we never want to say want to go to RPI because they have the uh, BSMD program and I'll save time or I'll save you know money on a year of school. Because I, I know that I've gotten that quite a bit. I'm sure you guys have yeah. probably gotten yes answering it that way too.
0: And kind of on like a similar vein, even for kids who aren't interested in like a direct med program, I have this with like research quite a bit where kids are like picking on a particular research lab. And they're like, I want to, um, you know, research with Professor Guevara, who's doing like X, Y, Z. And, you know, this is like the main reason why I want to go to the school. But how do you know that professor is taking on students? So. I think, like by wording it, like I'd like to join a lab, kind of like this, that will let me like test these skills or like you know maybe work towards my goal of whatever your end goal that was mentioned in your thesis. That can really help you too. Like I think just by picking out specific opportunities, but like understanding that those are not a guarantee if you get into the
2: school. Right. It's it's even the same thing with classes. Uh, it's one of those things that it's, it's one of the reasons why I don't you know love the class approach talking about classes. Um, and just because you know even you run into an issue right the core classes like bio like a bio one one, every university has them. the specialized classes which are usually electives typically only exist for a year or two and then they rotate into something else uh, at most academic programs so you know, this is why you want to you say your best practice highlight multiple factors phrase things in a way where like this is part of your interest or it's indicative of a larger Maybe trend in interdisciplinary learning or interdisciplinary research that you like, as an example, right? Um, just so you know, you're about putting all your eggs in a basket that doesn't exactly exist for you at the university. Um, another, I guess, common trap related to that, right, is especially when you're talking BSMD because you know students are simultaneously applying to an undergraduate and graduate level program, right, but through an MD is uh, you certain opportunities are only accessible to undergrads. Certain opportunities are only accessible to med students, right? And you don't want to conflate the two. So for example, if you're writing a uh, why us for Hof's for a regular, dude. that's more of an undergrad-focused essay. So if you're writing a bunch of stuff about the School of Medicine and what you would do as a med student, that doesn't quite align with the purpose of that essay, which is undergrad-focused. So yeah, be careful of that as well.
0: That's a great point. Like they're jumping the gun a little bit and forgetting that they have four, three to four years at undergrad. And that's what they really are asking, not about like what they're going to do after graduation. I had a kid who was like doing a study abroad, was talking about like a study abroad program he wanted to do. And I don't remember where it was at, but you know, he had found like this research opportunity there. I'm like, well, this program that you're going to be studying abroad at is only four weeks. I was like, why do you think that they're going to let you come in and like do a research unless it like explicitly says like you're going to be doing a research opportunity there. And yeah, they did have like research opportunities at the school where he would, you know, potentially be studying abroad at, but there was just like, you know, no connection or guarantee that he would be able to do research. Um, And so that was definitely something we took out of his essay, but just because the opportunities are there doesn't mean necessarily you can get them. So, Nicole, Another big mistake that we see is um, not having enough conclusions as to why this school connects to you specifically um, or not talking enough about your passions. And I know that we kind of touched on like a thesis statement a little bit, um, but what are some other ways that students can try and, you know, fix this mistake?
1: Yeah, I love Kevin's strategy of putting a thesis in there. I think that's great. I think a lot of students should, you know, potentially try to just even think about that aspect when they're planning. But another thing is, being tasteful in the way that you discuss potentially a legacy, um, a summer program that you attended at that school, the in-person tour that you may have been on, you know, a family member that has attended that school or is attending that school. Again, it's one of those things It would be kind of weird not to talk about, but you definitely want to discuss it in a tasteful manner.
0: Yeah. I feel like I've read a lot of essays where they don't mention like the tour they went on or like, you know, those types of things. But I mean, the reason why schools a lot of times are asking these types of questions, like the YSSA is because they do track demonstrated interest. They do want to see that you care about the school and tours are a great way of showing that. And of course, you know, they can probably connect that you did go on the tour, but it doesn't hurt to remind them about the summer program you went to or the in-person tour or your legacy or whatever it might be. No, I mean, they're
1: curious about how much you actually want to go to this school. I think admissions teams at this point know school kids are applying to a ton of schools. They want students that want them as much as students are saying, you know, I want them to want me. I want them to accept me. Schools also want to accept the students that will likely go there. You know, they need to meet their numbers. They want to accept kids that they think have a good chance of going. When I worked in admissions, especially if you're coming from a state that is not a surrounding state to that school, they're curious if if we want to try to get, you know, 30 students from this specific state or this specific county to drive our numbers in that area. You know, which ones do we think actually are serious? Probably the ones that have gone on a tour or potentially done a summer program and are speaking about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the factors you know, as far as connecting, you know, having a strong Including idea having these connections to legacy to to demonstrate interest in some way should perform or to work summer program. I think we're at this point we're talking about okay. Well, you know we talked about the initial level of getting an essay. You know, past the point where you can't just insert any name. You know, that test that Lindsay mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. can you put Harvard or Yale in here? And more, just what's going to make this exceptional, right? And part of that is having a clear understanding and statement in your essay of what your own goals are if it's appropriate for the prompt, right obviously this is prompt specific but you know that's why i use that piece strategies because it's it gets you to think about you know what your personal connections are to the university why you on a personal or qualitative level like it right you know yes it's great versus biochem research program there but you know why do you feel like you fit in right um you know, rice you know residential college and community it creates and so the intellectual spaces it creates you know is is something that interests you being able to talk about those qualitative factors matters you know being able to say that maybe you know your, your dad went through it and he had an amazing experience matters right so yes part of it is like demonstrating interest but part of it is creating a higher level like personal connection to the university um that just reads well on paper right because it's partly demonstrating interest partly like you, know, you knocked this application component out of the park as well, right? You're trying to, so, yeah, I think you're trying to drive ultimate, you know, an understanding of who you are, what your passions are, how they come with you. I think,
0: I think our last thing to avoid um, is don't teach admissions counselors about their own schools. Nicole, can you kind of elaborate on what that means and how kids can try not to do this? Yes,
1: I feel like I'm saying this almost every other day at this point. A lot of kids will really do the research, and that's great. That's what we're encouraging them to do. But in sometimes they'll say something along the lines of Penn State has top of the line research facilities. Instead of saying you know letting them know what they already have, which they already know, the admissions team knows their school inside and out. Instead, you can say something you know I'm excited. You know, due to my research background and the research that I participated in, in high school, I'm excited to use and take advantage of the state of the art research facilities at Penn State, explaining why those items align with you, you know, discussing resume items that are relative instead of just saying Penn State has or this school has, just kind of saying the same thing, but just in a different context.
0: Yeah, I think one thing I tell students too is like try and connect like their past to the future. I mean, it doesn't always work because of course kids can have like different interests and like different ways to go about doing things, but you, know, you kind of do want to showcase why you're interested in things and not have it be like a random like list of eight things you're going to do when you go on campus, that you're going to join these things and you know want to take these classes or whatever because ultimately, it's kind of the same thing. You're just kind of telling them the things that the school has. But it oh, and I know we've talked about this before about connecting your passions, but always trying to explain why why those things. So the last thing we'll cover is, I know we've talked a lot about like the why our school essay so you might still be kind of wondering how to write this essay. Kevin, can you go over like a potential structure of the YS
2: Yeah, I mean, then this is you know this is a structure for sort of commonly ones we see. You know, there is some variation if you have know, a hundred word <laughs> or a thousand word, but you know, the common medium like we see: have a uh, first paragraph um, that sort of introduces yourself, uh, your goals, your passions. You know, as is best practice for any essay that you're running college, undergrad, or graduate level, um, having a hook of some sort uh, can can be good, right? I mean, maybe there's an engaging story from a college tour you went on, or an uh, engaging connection to the university, or an engaging way to introduce you your goals and passions, right? So you can start, start this process. Um, so you have that intro, you're just kind of getting the reader sense of who you are for that intro paragraph. After that, um, I'd, maybe the next paragraph, you're going to go to you get into those specifics. We spend a lot of time talking about specifics at a school. Good way to talk about them. So um, you've done your research. That's when you start not, you know, throwing in those specifics. Like, hey, here's the you know amazing things about my major. Here's the research I want to do. You're demonstrating interest in a specific academic area uh, in these body paragraphs. As we're addressing the specific uh, in the schools, you want to make sure that you do uh, stay away from you know, generalities uh, that could be anywhere like you know writing a bunch of filler sentences right Harvard has amazing academic programs Penn State has amazing academic programs right filler sentences like that don't do anything for you ultimately right so you know you want to avoid generalities you know, in the conclusion right you want to kind of um, do a couple things like connect kind of that what you whatever you have that first paragraph about like your passions with the specifics maybe um, communicating enthusiasm, you want to have kind of this is, you know, sometimes, you know, this is where I will have students put in a thesis if they don't have one yet, right? Because this is where you're bringing it home, especially for maybe a word length of 250 words. So in that closing, kind of uh, really driving it home, You'd be talking about your future at the school, uh, maybe connecting things to a thesis, having a thesis, you're really kind of driving home those, those connection points. I mean, do you guys have, uh, any adjustments maybe to that that format or any maybe like more creative approaches to, to handling a white school?
1: Yeah, so I've had some kids do a, more of a creative approach where yeah. they've put themselves in the day of, like a day in the life. Mm-hmm. This works I think specifically well for schools like Columbia, if you're like right in the middle of the city, NYU, places that have more of a unique campus. I think if it's kind of somewhere, you know, University of Albany, you're not really gonna get the same vibe. Um, you can't really talk about the same types of things, but day in the life, you know, waking up to the honking of a taxi horn, going downstairs, getting coffee from the bodega on the corner, you know, feeling the crisp fall air, you know, hopping on the one down to, you know, MSG on the weekends, something like that, I think works really well or could work really well. um, while weaving in, you know, the pieces that really
0: are important to you. I would say there's like no one, like Right structure like creativity can be nice too because I think that can help you stand out as long as it has like those specifics and really shows how you would interact with the school. And it, again, I also think it will work
1: for maybe other majors better than some.
0: Right? Anything else that we want to add?
1: I think just you know, be specific to you, keep it personal, and then really
0: do your research. Yeah, research is key. Yeah, they should, right before they're due, you should have started your research beforehand. You should probably spend more time researching than you actually spend writing.
1: Agreed. And I mean, if it's on your list, it should be for a reason. So I think for maybe some younger students that are listening, if you're thinking about building your list this spring, it could be really a great idea when you're doing such to do some of that research early on. And I also say too, it might sound corny, but start following these schools on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you know, whatever you could use. Because some of that research will happen organically as you're just kind of doing your scrolling.
0: And I feel like at least on Instagram, and I'm sure TikTok too, they'll like sometimes have those like student takeovers. Which yeah. Are, like, you know, you don't, I mean, of course it's still curated, but like, it's not like as like polished, I would say as like what the admissions might be putting out. And so that's kind of the nice thing about it too. You can actually see what, what students are doing and like what's kind of realistic for you to be involved in too.
1: Agreed. And if you could reference something that you saw in like July or June, you know, that was kind of like maybe even only up for 24 hours type of thing on like a story. I think that could be cool. You know, no one else would really probably have something like that. It really shows yeah. you know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, I and mean, the nice thing about that approach, right, is um, if if you're writing this, you know, uh, December for an essay that's, you know, for a deadline of January 1st, right? And you're just grabbing a factoid from the homepage of the website. Everybody's grabbing those factoids at that point in time. So if you've been following schools for an extended period of time, you've gotten that organic research and you can highlight things that don't make you seem like one of thousands of people writing the same essay.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's another reason why I think like teaching the admissions is never a good idea because yeah, you're usually pulling facts that you can find on the homepage or like on the first page of like the biology major or whatever it is, things that they've probably read a million times. So completely, completely agree that those social media tidbits can sometimes be a really helpful way just to make your essay more unique. I think that's it for us today. Um, the white coat club, don't forget to like, and subscribe to get more great content and we'll be back soon.